here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Hey there everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload, the continuing quest to find the best video game adaptation to film that is out there. I'm sure we'll find the best one. We may have possibly found it today. Joining uh, with me is uh, Wayne Brissett. Wayne? Pikachu! <laughs> and Mark <laughs> Athenis. Mark? I can't top that. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. If you haven't guessed already, or if you forgot from when we uh, finished the last one, we are doing Detective Pikachu today based off of the game and way more based off of it than I thought because I have never played yeah. the game so I had to, mm. to brush up on this so for those who don't know outside of the gigantic larger Pokemon game series that spans way more games than I could ever even attempt there is a game called Detective Pikachu where you team up with a talking Pikachu and try and solve mysteries hmm. i thought that this movie had just borrowed the title and then i looked up the the wikipedia information on the game and a lot of it tracks the main character is a, a kid named tim in both versions he teams up with a talking pikachu who is the pikachu of his father who's gone missing from a car explosion named uh, harry hmm. it's surprisingly closer than i thought <laughs> i thought this was more of a peripheral thing and it's a highly reviewed game too like it's well received right the game is very well regarded and this might be the first time that i've seen where the film is as well regarded overall as the game it has generally positive mm -hmm. reviews i yeah. mean i can look up the other old rotten tomatoes but i think it was in the high 70s which is it sounds about right basically the holy grail of video game adaptations <laughs> uh but uh, what's your opinion of it guys okay well i'll go first I kind of missed the whole Pokemon thing. Like when that was kind of coming in, I was getting out, like getting at that age where I didn't really care about Pokemon. So other than knowing your your Pikachus and Charizards and certain characters, what they look like just from advertisements, I knew nothing about Pokemon. But I can tell you after this film, I do know who Mr. Mime is. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a bit, though. Uh, but overall, yeah. it's a very entertaining film. Uh, the quality's good. The tone is is good. It's well written. Characters are good. It's funny when it needs to be funny. It, it's lighthearted when it needs to be lighthearted. It's sad when it needs to be sad. Just a good entertaining film. Decent effects from beginning to end. Like It's pretty solid. Moves at a good pace. Enjoyed every second of it. Fair enough. Mark? Yeah, I agree. I uh I, again, also, I never really played the game, so I had kind of no idea what I was uh, in the Pokemon phase. Just kind of missed me just a little bit too old because I'm old. <laughs> and at the end of the day, yeah, like uh, I thought I couldn't imagine how well this pulled it off and how immersive it felt. And the only uh, thing that I was like, that's an interesting choice was it's a world with Pokemon and everyone's pretty much got one. Just about everyone's got one. And I was like, this world is so biased against Pokemon because, like, they can't open doors. All the doors are at the height of humans. Like, I was <laughs> like, <laughs> but other than that, I was fully immersed. I was like, this is, it's fun. It's pretty awesome. Well acted. Great humor. It, it had a, I felt a enough of 
what I would consider fan service from just like shout outs to different type of Pokemon, whether you saw them walking in the background or whatever they were, to an actually pretty decent story, surprisingly. I really liked it and I enjoyed it again the whole way through. Just a fun, for someone who knew nothing about it, that's a fun movie. I, I, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I know a little bit about Pokemon because uh, Parker and Alien are into it. Parker is very much into it. They watch the cartoons, so I've seen it kind of that way. And Kryn was into Pokemon from the the mobile app, the Pokemon Go. Uh, but none of them have ever actually played Detective Pikachu. I've never really played a Pokemon game. I mean, Pokemon came out in 1996. By that point, I'm kind of mid-high school. I've moved on to Doom and those sorts of things. So yeah. I never really gave it much of a shot. And I mean, who knows, maybe I would have enjoyed it, but I'd kind of moved on from that into to different genres and never really looked back at it. And by the time it looked interesting to me, it was just too big. There's just too mm-hmm. much to go back and get into, so I kind of left it be. I was reluctantly dragged to this film in theaters when I first saw it. I wasn't really looking forward to it. The previews, in my <laughs> opinion, I guess just didn't do it justice. It looked off-putting to me. Specifically... The the Pokemon mixed with the the people, it didn't gel right in any of the previews. And when you sit down to actually watch the film, it almost accomplishes that who framed Roger Rabbit kind of feel where, yeah, For fine. Sure. Yeah. They don't actually work standing side by side in terms of believing that they're both equally real. And yet somehow they make sense. And I think a lot of it comes down to, like you were saying before, the way they interact it does feel like the Pokemon are actually there. The people seem mm-hmm. to be looking at them. They seem to be interacting with the world. It's not a matter of how good the the rendering is in terms of like the skin of them, because they all still looked really anime. Like they yeah. they looked like cartoons kind of brought to realistic mode, but they mm-hmm. still had enough light and shadow and people kind of bumping into them and such that it worked. It actually gelled really well. And surprisingly, as you said, a really good story. I liked the the yeah. interplay between the yeah. main character, Tim, and, well, Ryan Reynolds. Because let's face it, he's Ryan Reynolds. He's not Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. He's PG <laughs> yeah. version of Deadpool for this entire movie. That's what he is. Yeah, that's exactly And right. I got to admit, I didn't think pg version of deadpool because what turned me off of of it was the idea of pg version of deadpool i was like man he's funnier (laughs) as r-rated version of deadpool pg version of deadpool was just as good i I almost didn't appreciate ryan reynolds enough and how well he pulled this off it's great great movie and and, you know i kept watching as i was watching the movie looking at it from the lens of like if you were a child like it has that almost like magic for children in it. Oh yeah. And you really mm-hmm. feel it kind of like who framed Roger rabbit, right? It's yeah. That, this is just fun for kids. And as an adult, you almost got to have nostalgia and like enjoy it too. It was really fun. And it's important at the beginning of the movie, like Roger rabbit, that it just starts off, you know, you see Pokemon, you see humans. It's just, this is the world you're getting into. Yes. You don't try and hide it yeah. back. You don't, it doesn't take forever to see Pokemon in this movie. It's just right off the bat. There's just as many Pokemon as there is humans. This is the world you're into. Accept it and go for the ride. And and it worked. Oh, yeah. And they actually yeah. they set up a different dynamic than I was expecting. Because, again, most of my understanding of the Pokemon games, call it what it is. It's cockfighting. Mm-hmm. They, they train yeah. their yeah. animals to fight each other for competitions, uh, which is a really weird thing for a kid's game and cartoon. <laughs> 
so this story takes place in Rhyme City, which apparently is a city in the Pokemon world where no one really does Pokemon fighting in the traditional sense. The Pokemon just live as citizens in the city and can get jobs doing whatever. For example, when they set up the opening city, you can see, I don't know the names of them, so you'll have to forgive me, but this big, tall, muscular, four-armed Pokemon that I guess is really good at punching people with all four of his arms, but he's directing traffic. And I was like, that's kind of an awesome way to to put him in there. And he's directing people around one of the Pokemon that makes people go to sleep, and it's sitting there sleeping in the middle of the road, this big, huge Pokemon, so he's directing them all around it. I thought that was pretty cute. Like, it was a neat way of kind of incorporating them all into the world. And you have this, this main character, Tim, who's an insurance agent because the easy way of shorthand for the audience to say this person takes no risks and is boring and needs to get out of their Mm -hmm. shell is to have them sell insurance. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And he seems to be, as far as I can tell, the only person in all of Rhyme City who not only does not have a Pokemon, actively does not want a Pokemon. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then has his father, who apparently is a police officer who is presumed dead, has his father's Pokemon kind of come across him because his father's Pokemon has amnesia and is trying to retrace his steps to figure out who he is and what's going on and comes across his father's apartment, which the son has now come to to collect his belongings. And it spirals out of control from there as a, you know, who done it and is his father really dead or is he missing and kind of unraveling a greater mystery of who is the big bad that's kind of doing something terrible in Rhyme City. But pretty neat how they they have them all kind of, again, existing in that world and playing off of each other i thought it was pretty neat i was impressed yeah yeah no it's, it's definitely done well i mean the only question i had is when you know pikachu's got ryan reynolds voice and they explain at the end when i'm jumping ship here but <laughs> at the end when they you see that ryan reynolds is his father it's like well he didn't recognize his voice at all like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know you haven't yeah. seen him in a while. I get that, but he would still sound exactly like your father, like the your way dad. you remembered him. Me and Krim yeah. were commenting on that uh, the other night when we were watching this again. I was like, okay, I know he hasn't dealt with his father in a while. They're estranged. Uh, I guess the mother had gotten sick and had died, and the father threw himself into his work as a police officer. So he's not really spending as much time with his son, and his son was very much into Pokemon and wanted to be a trainer, but they never really explain why. I guess he just either associated that too close with Rhyme City, so he left, or maybe he flunked out of it. I don't know. But either way, they've drifted apart. But if my dad showed up 5, 10, 15 years later, I'd still know his voice if I heard it. And I would yeah. probably think it's really strange if it was coming out of my pet dog, right? That would be pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. And if you only heard it yeah. for like a couple sentences, maybe you would let it slip by because you haven't heard it in so long. But when you're having conversations all day all long, long for days, eventually you're going to be like, man, you sound so familiar. You sound just like my dad. Right. At one point, his <laughs> yeah. dad had to have had the conversation with him about feeling it in the jellies. Maybe it yeah. would have been a different conversation. Maybe it's a, a sex ed conversation. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> sure. that sounds like something that would have come from specifically that personality. Mm-hmm. Though uh, when you were saying earlier about it, like PG Deadpool, which I mean, he kind of is throughout the whole thing. And he's fun, and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. He does still throw in a couple of things that made me laugh. that I know my kids aren't getting like yeah, uh, when sure. Tim is dealing with the girl reporter. And I forget her name, unfortunately, because yeah. I'm terrible at remembering people's names in in films i had to look up his name for god's sake when he's dealing with her and he's trying to be flirtatious but just failing miserably at it and then pikachu (laughs) says have you even talked to a woman before and tim's like yeah i totally have he's like was it in the uterus (laughs) that killed me 
Yes. They had a number of good little one-liners like that. So even if you were yes. not really looking for a kid's film per se, and you're the parent who is, in my case, originally dragged out to see a film like this, there's enough fun stuff with the Pokemon and enough one-liners from Ryan Reynolds that I found myself laughing throughout it. I was really entertained for by sure. him. Thank God he was in it. I can't even yeah. imagine yeah. what this film would be like if they had someone else doing the voice. Yeah, right? I agree. I, agree. I feel like a lot of it's carried... He was- yeah, like not even just carried by like, oh, Ryan Reynolds carries the film, but his chemistry with the actor playing the son mm-hmm. yes. as like this uptight, I don't want to do this kind of personality. The two of them played off so well. Yeah. And, and the animation on the Pikachu really had Ryan Reynolds demeanor down. Like you just. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just and- all his animations, his, his, his motions, his facial reactions everything just screamed ryan reynolds but in a pikachu body it worked really well <laughs> which is weird. and it shouldn't it shouldn't have worked but it worked <laughs> the, the little touches i like too is i don't know why but like i like that the pikachu looked like a plushie like he looks yeah he looks mm-hmm. like a toy and somehow yeah. as like cg as it is the, the idea of him looking like a plush toy made more sense to me and yeah I really love the play off the idea of like, no, you don't, you can't speak to a Pokemon. Like they, they speak gibberish. Like all he says is Pikachu. Oh yeah. Yeah. They understand feelings. Anyone else hearing him speak is he's like Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu. And they're, (laughs) and they're like, oh, he's so cute. I love how they played on that. Oh, I just love that. I love that so much. And just the, oh sure. He's talking Pika Pika. He's like, yeah, yeah. Pika Pika. You're adorable too. See, they can't hear me. They don't understand me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. But it creates a really good excuse in the early part of it where Tim doesn't want to really cooperate with him and just wants to move on with his life. The fact that Tim's the only one who can really talk to people and Pikachu is the only one who can talk to Pokemon, if they're going to have any sort of resolution to the possibility of his missing father, they kind of have to work together. It creates at least a reluctant partnership at the beginning. And I really enjoyed over the course of the story, you see small little steps where Tim and Pikachu start developing an actual bond together. And yes, by the end of it, you find out it's his father and it creates a really good way of him kind of mending fences with him. But little things like at the beginning where Pikachu, you know, tries to get on top of his shoulder. He's like, I'm not carrying you. He goes, well, that's okay. It's only 10,000 steps back to the apartment, 100 steps for you, but that's fine. I I was hoping to get (laughs) in 10,000 steps today. (laughs) Those are awesome. And then, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes later, he's willing to have him on his shoulder. You know, earlier on in the, the film, he says, you know, we're not buddies. We're not friends. I don't want to help you out. And then later on, Pikachu gets injured while they're trying to escape from a facility. And he's actually going, well, come on, buddy, hang in there. Like you can see him slowly developing a bond with him. I thought that was really organically played out. It wasn't this one defining Mm -hmm. moment. You just saw little steps towards it, which I always prefer over a film where you have this one big gotcha moment where, well, that's the moment where they became friends. It usually doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this definitely had a real bond to it. Yeah, and like you said, when going back to when they first uh, first agreed to start even being partners, shortly after that, when they find out who his father's Pokemon informant is, ends up being my favorite part <laughs> in the entire film oh, with Mister Mime. God. Oh, Mister Mime! I like that, that Mister Mime scene. I was like 
ear to ear grin. It was just that for me. I was like, this, this character rocks. <laughs> I know. He yeah. doesn't look like any other Pokemon, and the mime, the miming he does is amazing. When they first run after him, yeah. and he's like running in this spot, and he's like oh, yeah. slowing down yeah. to look at him, and he's like <laughs> staring at him as he's running. <laughs> just looked amazing. But like, even within the oh, world I of Pokemon, it. the other Pokemon think he's weird. No yeah. one thinks yeah. Mr. Mime is normal. <laughs> And if you think about it, his abilities are pretty amazing. He can make walls out of nothing, but he's so in character as a mime that they're able to play that against him. He tries to get away from them by jumping on an imaginary motorcycle to ride away. And Pikachu goes, get in front of him, get in front of him. And Tim walks in front of him and then he crashes into nothing and falls on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's all like in slow motion as he's flopping around. Or I just love the heat. Tends to open the door and go in there with him, and then he's just like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "All confused." Water? What is this? It's like, "Oh, it's gasoline!" Like, it's just he's like putting the light up. Just the way he's getting like more afraid while he's in there. He's like, "No, what are you doing?" (laughs) Pretending to pour gasoline on him as a good cop, bad cop routine. Like, oh, it was so oh, good. Oh, so good. And then he still throws the lighter at the end accidentally. Oh, yeah. He stands back <laughs> pretending like he's going to drop a lighter. And then when he gets all the information, he puts his hand down and Mr. Mime panics <laughs> like he's actually dropping the match. And we don't see a resolution from that. Did he get no. Mime set on fire? Did, like, that how did that amazing. play out? I don't know. Like, does he react in any way to that? I bet you there's a deleted scene where he does. And they're probably like, that might be a little too much <laughs> they for the They slowly walk out of the room. <laughs> my second favorite Pokemon. My second favorite Pokemon is that duck. Psyduck. Who oh, God. You have to keep calm. <laughs> like Psyduck. Everything they're doing. Psyduck. That I first time when he's like, you didn't tell me she has a Psyduck. Feet. <laughs> These but things like explode when, the when they get stressed. He's like, massage my feet. He's like, what do you mean massage? I'm not going to massage your feet. He's like, oh, you'll explode. Fine. <laughs> just there. He's massaging his feet. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and what I can't figure out, how does someone decide which Pokemon to bond with? Because at the very beginning, Tim's friend is like, hey, there's one of those Pokemon that looks like mm. a little dinosaur with a bone on him. Throw the Pokeball and you can make him your Pokemon if he chooses you. And I think, okay, you as a person, you go out, go, that Pokemon, I think that one's going to be my Pokemon. And you throw it and they accept you or they don't. But then you get to the reporter later on and she's got Psyduck with her. Now, if you're a reporter constantly investigating the big scoop, I would like to think that your life has some level of adventure and stress. Why? Why would you want a Psyduck? Why the f- would you choose Psyduck? <laughs> As your Pokemon, why would you choose something that the slightest level of stress makes it explode? Won't that cause problems? Doesn't that seem like you're just making your job harder? I don't understand it. It did. It ended up saving it. I like the idea of they need an explosion to happen to push the bad guys away when they... So they sneak into an evil scientific lab to find out what was going on and uncover the bigger mystery and... The reporter is going in with Psyduck and Tim is going in with Detective Pikachu <laughs> and a bunch of like, I know they call it R, but basically let's call it Venom. Let's call it what, what Bane uses, Venom. Yeah. Let's call it that drug that makes you big yeah. and jacked and crazy yeah. as all whatever. <laughs> but they have a bunch of those Pokemon who are all jacked up on the stuff chasing them. And then Pikachu decides the easiest way to solve things is start yelling at and insulting Psyduck until he explodes and just, I never enjoyed rubbing your feet. <laughs> And that's what pushes them over and the it edge. Actually gets them. That's amazing. <laughs> I love when they're so in there. Yeah. And she's got the duck on the backpack. And then the, the Grey Ninja 
canisters or whatever start to oh, yeah. open and the, it's mm. just the duck with the eyes open going Psyduck, Psyduck, Psyduck. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. he's the only one yeah. that sees this. That's hilarious. See it. Yeah. I'm impressed for the idea of, and I've always thought it was strange with Pokemon that they basically just talk by saying their name over and over with different inflection, like me going, Nick, 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 yeah. Nick. Uh, but yeah. surprisingly, Wayne. they're able to pull off some level of, of emotion like Psyduck there you can tell how worried he's getting by how he's saying his name credit to the voice (laughs) actors that's pretty good yeah for sure (laughs) you know what after after Guardians with the I am Groot yeah yeah I I think I was was perfectly primed for it because of yeah I almost speak Pokemon now I'm trying to wonder how far back Groot goes I think he's like I want to say late 70s early 80s so I guess Pokemon stole the idea from him unless he stole it from something else because God only knows. But the fact that you can just use yeah. your name now to basically convey emotion, they do it pretty well. I was impressed by it. And overall, I guess the only other Pokemon that I have for comparison is the cartoon they watch, which they love it and that's great. But I mean, there's good anime dubbing and there's bad anime dubbing and mm-hmm. it's not good <laughs> anime dubbing. It really isn't. It's really i'm going to do this now and like that kind of like bad speed racer kind of stuff yeah Uh, i feel like the voice acting for this even for the pokemon is better than that cartoon it was pretty solid (laughs) yeah 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 and i you know what i have to say the the last fight even was more epic than i thought it was going to be the fights when they happen are really good Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like the, the rare moments where Pokemon are actually battling, it's an awesome fight. There's those yeah, looks cool. Awesome so at the halfway moment of the film, yeah. when Tim and Pikachu are trying to piece together the clues, at one point they go to an underground fighting arena. Because again, in Rhyme City, Pokemon and humans live in peace and coexist, and we don't do any fighting. But of course you're going to do fighting somewhere, because there's money to be made, so they have like well, cockfighting underground with a steel cage and putting these things in and the fight between Pikachu and a, what is it? Charizard fire dragon, Charizard, Charizard. Okay. I got the name right. Charizard, I think. But I love the, Oh yeah, I beat this guy before I can do this. No problem. And you can see like Pikachu (laughs) getting all worked up going in there. And then he sees that they've given it this massive dose of that R that like, jacked up gas just the no 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 it took a year supply of that stuff get me out of here and he's trying to like pull himself back to the cage the actual fight they have is pretty good and it also pushes the story forward because it's a really good character moment to show that tim was a decent pokemon trainer and now he's yelling commands to the pikachu in the the ring to try and save his life he's actually a good trainer he's gotten an aptitude for it and now he's actively protecting him again. It was pretty cool. I like that. And it just looked yeah. cool. <laughs> it was For a sure. wild fight. Yeah. yeah, it looked awesome. And I also like the idea, like the way that fight wraps up, that Pokemon are almost like a paper, rock, scissors type thing. So yeah. like, he gets that one like fish and he's like, oh, you just going to give it a little kick and it's fine. And then when it <laughs> finally turns into its form, you're like, oh, my okay. God. That confused the oh, crap out of me when so I first awesome. saw this because I'm not overly familiar with the evolutions of these. And thank God I'm watching it for the first time yeah. with Corinne and the kids because I was like, what the hell just happened there? Like, oh, it evolved. And like, you're telling me that useless fish Pokemon that just flops <laughs> on the yep. ground. If it evolves, if you stick with stupid fish, it evolves into a sea dragon. Why are more people not sticking yeah. it out and getting sea dragons? I'd totally be trying For to get sure. that. Pikachu doesn't get yeah. that big when he evolves. That's where it's at. But that was pretty <laughs> cool. I was like, the whole evolution cool. scale of it, completely beyond me. But the other yeah, fight. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and 
the, understand it. the big fight at the end between Mewtwo, who's no longer Mewtwo, and Pikachu. So the main villain's plan, and it wraps in really well with what's going on with Pikachu. Mm. The the main villain, he's, you know, old CEO businessman dying of, I think, cancer? Dying of, you know. Uh, I'm not even sure. So he's dying uh, of plot. Random disease. Yeah, he's dying of plot. Sure. So plot death is getting he him. Is. And he's decided rather than make himself immortal, he's going to take this device and put it on his head and put himself in a Mewtwo, who, as far as I can understand, is like the Superman of Pokemon. Mewtwo is just absurd. Flies. Yeah. yeah. Explodes things. Psychic uh, powers. And telekinetic powers. Telepathic powers. Just... It feels like that character that like the annoying kid would make up when you're making up stuff to go, oh, yeah, and Mike can do this and that and everything. Okay, Mewtwo is just the win all. So for the villain to put his mind into that makes him legitimately terrifying. And now he's fighting against Mm. our Pikachu, the Ryan Reynolds Pikachu, who's really Tim's father, Harry, inside it. So you're watching two humans battle it out inside the minds of two Pokemon while the entire city is being doused with this. I can't even call it poison gas, but that venom gas that's at this point merging all of the people into Pokemon so that they're like yeah. hybrid versions. I did enjoy that it happens during a parade. So they've kind of stolen from Joker's parade in Batman, yeah, Batman. where you're going to have a big Batman, parade and yeah. it's in the balloons. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. gas is in the balloons. And of course, as soon as uh, the balloons get taken away by Mewtwo getting kind of corrected at the end, like he stole my balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but all of the moves that I mean, tell me he had one of those things right but all of the the moves that pikachu uses during that fight again he's got tim yelling at him for what stuff to do it's a pretty cool fight for what is essentially yeah. the biggest underdog fight i've ever seen he has no chance just not yeah <laughs> yeah and you know what's funny because i'm not familiar with the pokemon i i legitimately thought his son was the villain oh, okay yeah yeah same here oh yeah Oh, yeah. Because I'm so not familiar. I, I didn't so know about I. the morphing. I, I think they showed it, yeah. but I never even thought about putting two and two together. I legitimately thought the way he explained that he didn't pay attention to his son. His son just detested Pokemon because mm-hmm. of it and was was devising all these plans. I legitimately thought his son was the villain. So it was actually a nice twist. I was like, yeah. Huh. They, they even got me with that. Yeah, and having his son be yeah. – having the CEO's son be kind of a douche – Makes the audience dislike him, whereas the old CEO man up to that point seems benevolent and nice and all of those things. It does Mm -hmm. kind of lull you into it, Uh, but they Mm -hmm. never make the mistake of having him act nice when the characters aren't watching. So he's not trying to fool the audience. He's fooling the characters, which I do greatly appreciate because that drives me nuts in movies. But I like (laughs) that the moment that he replaces his son with the what was it called? A ditto, which is apparently a mimic. It could just look like anybody his son is now wearing sunglasses from that point on because apparently a ditto can change every part of itself except for its creepy its beady black eyes. Like it's a Funko beady, pop. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Funko pop from hell. The fight. They against look cool the though. Ditto, like that. Holy crap. That fight is awesome. Does it legitimately gain the powers of whatever it changes into? Like, was I understanding that properly or is it just kind of, That's what it kind of looked like, but I, I don't know. That's for what sure. it looked like. Wish I knew more about Pokemon. I guess, uh, Whoever's listening can chime in and, uh, and uh, get at it's us. It's got a power 13. And, uh, but like, right. Yeah, like he's he's just, every time he morphs, he had the abilities. It was amazing. Why wouldn't you just get that Pokemon every time? Right. <laughs> the more and more I watch like throughout this film, I'm thinking, why does everyone care about Pikachu as an actual fighter? 
Ditto is better. The gigantic <laughs> sea dragon is better. Like maybe it comes down to, as you said, like the rock, paper, scissors of it. But holy crap, there's some really out there Pokemon. And yet everything's always about Pikachu. This is where they need to do a live action Pokemon movie based on mm-hmm. the actual training, fighting, mm-hmm. blood sport, blood Pikachu, blood, blood Pokemon, yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Poke blood. Yeah. If I'm correct, they had a really good. I guess an Easter egg towards exactly that at the beginning when Tim is on the train going into Rhyme City and he's watching mm-hmm. the the big promotional welcome to Rhyme City and this is why we're so great and Pokemons and humans blah blah blah. It gives a brief history of kind of the evolution of Pokemon into society and it shows the big Pokemon stadium with the fight looking to happen and I'm pretty sure that's a live action version of Ash Ketchum that they have yeah. on that yeah, video. It looks like him. I was yeah. like, well, that's kind of cool because you've done about 18 yeah. films of that guy. You've never done a live action one. Now you kind of sort of have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kind of prefer that they went this route for a live action. Having tried to watch some of the, the animated ones, I don't know if I could watch an entire competition that would have a, a story to it. For sure. Whereas making it a, I can't even say murder mystery because very early into it, Pikachu is convinced Harry's not cop. dead. It's a yeah, it's a buddy cop and it's a a rescue mission essentially. It's an unsolved mystery. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, cuz what does Pikachu say? He's like case closed, except it's not closed yeah. until I close. Case it. closed but still open. <laughs> <laughs> but still open until yeah. I solve it. <laughs> right. So to do that, you get a much better progression of plot and quite frankly more twists and turns than well, who's going to win this fight? And I love me a good blood sport type thing, but this was more interesting mm-hmm. in terms of what's going to happen next, right? Uh, so I did enjoy yeah. that. Well, that's, if they're going to do that, for the people that don't follow Pokemon, this is a great film to introduce them to the world and then kind of show them uh, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I find it yeah. because at least one Pokemon is talking it's easier for the audience to get into as opposed to an mm-hmm. entire movie where really it would just be Tim talking to a Pokemon who's like, Pikachu, Pikachu, yeah. Pikachu, Pikachu. Yeah, and then you'd absolutely. be like, uh, yeah, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, this is a better intro for people. But now that they've done it, I agree. They could do a competition one that I would I would want to see. They could. Uh, but apparently this yeah. movie is supposed to be getting a sequel, isn't it? It is. I'm really confused as how they're going to play that out. Because as you know, by the end of it, Mewtwo separates Harry's mind from Pikachu, rematerializes yeah. Harry physically, which mm-hmm. means Mewtwo is essentially Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. There's really no other comparison. <laughs> yeah. He's not even Superman. Yeah. He's Dr. Manhattan, but, you know, without his dick hanging out all both the time. Both naked, too. So that's really but the big difference. Both, both are naked. Yeah, except Mewtwo had no One's parts. blue and white. Right? Like, that's the only real difference. Yeah. But whatever. I don't know how Pokemon even begin to copulate. Unless, uh, unless that is his part on the back. <laughs> you have them separated. <laughs> so now you have the Detective Pikachu saying Pika Pika and all that kind of stuff. And Harry yeah. is Ryan Reynolds. How do you do a follow-up? Do you do a look who's talking style thing where it's in Pikachu's head? Do you do subtitles whenever he's talking mm. to other Pokemon? Like there's ways you could take it, but I, I don't really know. I would be more interested for them to do another Pokemon movie that takes place in that world, but not necessarily another Detective Pikachu. Uh, I'll see how they do it. If it was the same Detective Pikachu, to me it'd be something like, you know, something happens at the beginning and then Ryan Reynolds is in the hospital 
in a coma and they're like, okay, we're going to transfer you to Pikachu to solve what happened, you know? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. See, I could see it playing from maybe the different angle where it's more about the Pokemon because Pokemon can talk to each other. And so it would be interesting to see it's actually Pokemon talking to each other and then cut to the human perspective and be like, what are they doing? I don't know. They're so cute. And they're like, oh my God, it's an emergency. (laughs) You know, like that would be actually kind of fun yeah i don't know that could work you know this is definitely one of the better game movies we've watched because this is the first time we've talked about the potential future (laughs) of another movie yes like i'm legitimately (laughs) interested in what they do next same and again i'm surprised at reading up afterwards going wow this this actually is an adaptation it wasn't just i assumed that the game was just you play as pikachu and you pika pika your way through and solve mysteries it's really close as an adaptation. The only thing that no, was... No, that's for 3DS, came out in 2016. Right. I think it was out in Japan even earlier than that. The only notable differences I saw kind of scrolling through it is it's only implied that Harry's consciousness is what's kind of in Pikachu while he's talking. And they never really resolve what happened to Harry <laughs> in the game. It's just left oh, open. True. Now, the game's supposed right. to be having yeah. a sequel... So we'll see if Harry gets any resolution, but the film at least ties it off with a bow. I'm glad that they did that rather than leaving it open. I would have been pretty frustrated. Uh, But yeah, overall, I really recommend this to people, especially parents. If you're looking for a film that you can not just tolerate, but actually enjoy and your kids will sit there Mm. and sit through it all. This is on the short list. Like I enjoyed this at least as much as my kids and... I can't say that about a lot of films I sit through with them. It's not a big list. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I would recommend this to people. I don't think you have to even be a Pokemon fan. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. A Pokemon fan to enjoy this. Like, again, I knew nothing about Pokemon, so I was skeptical like you going into this and completely shocked at how good of a film Pokemon it is. Pokemon sounds like a porno title, just so you know. I'm sure that exists too. <laughs> is that on our list? Is that number 11? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, dead or alive. Um, I can't wait I to hear the sound dead. effects in that one. I choose dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to hear the sound effects for swearing in that one. Yeah, I know, right? They need Mario paint. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, not, not to uh, not to keep punning on it, but I think it's a three-way tie there because I think I definitely uh, I would have recommended as well. Like I think it's just so much fun. Of all the movies we have to date watched, I think it is the most accessible to anyone agree absolutely i would agree with that and while wow might be my favorite video game adaptation movie agreed this is the best movie we've seen correct fair completely i agree i agree next time uh we were going to be looking at super mario i'm going to be putting that temporarily on hold because i'm having trouble finding it anywhere i feel like nintendo's trying to scrub it from the earth it is not available to stream it is not available to rent i am going to buy that on amazon because i am that committed but in the meantime we are going to watch what is probably my favorite video game adaptation to film as terrible a movie as it is street fighter god this movie's amazing i love it you're going to enjoy it with Can't me. Wait. It is phenomenal. Raul Julia's last performance and maybe his finest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sonic Boom. Can't Let's be worse than Double Dragon. Oh, it's crazier. It it's crazier. It won't, it won't be worse. I, I, rem- I remember it being bad, but not. not well, well, not yeah, Double Dragon. It's bad. Again, it's for those bad. of you who stick with us. We thank you we for were listening. just going on the high. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me were Wayne Brissett and Mark Anthos. Gentlemen. Thanks for having us. 
Pikachu, let's do it. Jesus. Pikachu. That was terrible. Are we all going to sing the theme now? Don't, don't, don't do it. Goodbye. There's a theme? You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.